you and okay. don't tell me when to talk again. Okay, thanks, uh, Eric, for getting us all set up and uh, available and ready. Um, we're gonna I, just looking around the room. I, we're recruiting uh, as much as just sort of telling our story. Um, looks like most of y'all uh, are in a Sunday school class, and um, so. But I thought it would be helpful and interesting to uh, uh, just talk about our Sunday school journey. Um, so maybe the, the first go, and then Eric uh, had asked the question about, you know, kind of where is Sunday school going and what are we doing? I think the last year has opened some um, uh, opportunities that classes hadn't really thought about with, with being online. And, um, and so the question kind of is, like with men's group and some of the other things that we do, what stays online and what uh, doesn't? Um, you know, some of the classes are finding that uh, couples and, and individuals can tune in at, at the beach or their mountain house, and 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 that's fun. Uh, you stay connected. I mean, some folks go on, you know, away for two, three months at a time, and so they can stay connected to a class. Uh, we have worshipers that are online that live in different states, and so. Uh, we've been talking as a staff, do we create an online class? Uh, how do we connect people that are virtual? So, uh, people that have been doing that for years, some of them actually like it. I know that uh, as I go around to the Sunday school classes, uh, some of the Sunday school folks are angry at the people who are not here. Like, why are you not back yet? Um, and I, 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 I've been subtly trying to tell folks, you know, I think some people like being online and they may not come back, uh, even if they're pressured to. So um, we have a lot of questions. I think churches uh, in general, not just Roswell, uh, have to kind of figure out how are we going to do that? What's that going to look like? But uh, I don't know that we'll solve that today. But um, I started going to Sunday school, you know, gosh, uh, went to youth Sunday school, children's Sunday school, uh, adult Sunday school. As I've gotten to be a minister, uh, I do a lot of teaching Sunday school and haven't had the chance to plug into a class. But um, I, I know that that has been a formative and important part, the, the friendly uh, uh, relationships that you build there. Uh, you know, I look around in, in this room at folks that have been in there for years and their closest friends, caring, uh, uh, supporting through those groups. Go on or handle the struggles of life with those supportive. Uh, I want to. I'm, I'm curious as we go down the, the road here. Um, Sunday school growing up, what important and did you go? And but more importantly, is your current class, um, how long have you been in it? Uh, how, how has that been helpful? Um, what can you say about the uh, the setup of the correlations of learning, spiritual growth, uh, those kind of things that take place. Introduce yourself. I'm Barney Burroughs. I am the representative of Boss Talk as a Sunday school environment. I have to share with you that, that my experience with Sunday schools is rather unique. My take is that we're here to not only represent our own Sunday school, but to understand and present the process of Sunday school. And I have to say that the reason why we are involved in Sunday schools because that's our congregation. When you're participating in a church the size of, of RUMC, it's difficult to be a part of 6,000 people. It's hard to connect, hard to be 
involved. And uh, our start was through the choir. My wife is the singer. I'm not the singer. I'm, I've been drugged. She drugged me along. Uh, and so uh, as, as a result, that became our first congregation. It was our first caring, sharing, participating, serving group. And a number of choir members were part of Crosstalk, so they and became part of Crosstalk, which is now our second vacation, where you, in a sense, are a part of a smaller group whom you know, who know you, who know their children, you know their problems, that you know their ailments, you know their sorrows, and in a sense, it becomes um, an extension of your family. Experience then becomes one in which you experience their life as well as they experience yours. So Crosstalk has been around for virtually half, almost half a century. Very early class was formed by young couples, many of whom had disabled children, um, environmentally challenged in some form or fashion. And out of Crosstalk came an activity called Enable which is adult housing for um, mentally challenged now adults. And Noah's Ark <laughs> came about through the efforts of one of our members. So the class has had a very, very critical role uh, in RUMC. But as a result of that, the experience of the class is that we, we know about births, we know about weddings, we participate in the lives of each other to the form of we know who has grandchildren, uh, who have great-grandchildren, which is Sandy and Mai's position, and, and we have experienced the joy with those folks, but we also experienced the, the sorrow because we have probably close to a dozen people who have lost spouses in their life. Many of the funerals participated by crosstalk, as in the case of choir as well. The same sort of thing happens in that congregation. So you literally help people live their lives and they you to the point where it becomes an extension of your family. And so that's the kind of caring, sharing group that a study school class, my personal experience with class go all the way from childhood, which again, I was drugged. But point being, that it's been a lifelong experience in Sunday school classes. And when my children came along, Sandy and I became the, the counselors. And so we, we were the counselors um, in that brand of religion. Uh, we were Presbyterians. And, um, and so we did the retreats, cooked thousands of pancakes, and we cooked gallons of spaghetti um, for, for those retreats and those, those experiences as we took our own children through teen years, and those uh, were tough years. And so we needed the help um, of a Sunday school class to help with that. So in a sense, my experience has been a lifelong one, both as a participant and as a leader, and many of those years have been, I still participate in, in teaching. So the point is that, that these groups come a very, very important part of your life. And you are part of theirs, of yours and so that's my experience with Sunday schools that's what crosstalk is all about sharing sharing group and we do a lot of outreach because of our 
connection with Enable. We've been taking care of the Enable, the whole experience that I've involved in Quasi. So there's all sorts of ways that we express our concerns and, and mission work that is both inward outward in terms of importance. That's my experience with Sunday schools, which has been a very rewarding one and very cool. I'm Mark Kramer, and I represent Bereans. Um, certainly agree that Sunday school class is so important for some kind of small group. We're talking Sunday school classes, so I'll say specifically Sunday school classes, but it is so important for some small group. If you chose just to attend worship, you could sit by yourself, never get to know anyone, never be encouraged, never encourage. So I'm a huge proponent of small groups, specifically Sunday school classes. I'll go a little different direction here now. Um, in Bereans, what we've done during the pandemic and what we will do going forward is um, we bought one of those fancy AV cards like we've got in here because we, those of us who made the decision, um, we thought that we would want the AV card forever and we thought that we would want it weekly and we didn't want to run into the situation of, oh, I'm sorry, the church's two AV cards were taken. So the Bereans own their own AV card. We've been doing a hybrid, which is some people in person, some people on Zoom, we attempted it in December, and I think we had two to three people in December. So we aborted and tried again in January, and attendance was small, small, small. And I would say, um, starting in April, Bereans started coming back to Sunday school class, and we probably got close to 40 attending in person now. And we wanted the AV card, I would say, for three reasons. So, I mean, so that we could always have Zoom. Um, one is because I think there will be Bereans who months from now are still isolating for one reason or another. Um, fear of the virus, whatever. But for those who are not ready to come back, we've got Zoom. And then for those that have moved away, we're we are either at that age or beyond that age where some people retire and move to the villages or something similar too. Those people can stay Bereans forever. They can they can attend weekly. Um, Rusty and Ann Gordon are in the process of moving to uh, to Alabama to the lake. They can zoom with Bereans forever. And then the other thing is. As hard as it is to say, we ain't getting any younger, and there will be mobility issues. And for those who have mobility issues and find that getting to church is too much of a hassle, there's Zoom. So that's that's what Bereans will do, and I would guess that we will always have this hybrid. Um, I'll close with that. Hello, my name is Jamie Schuette. I uh, opened you Sunday School. Uh, our class started years ago when Mike did the Tough Question series, who was all there, but the church was packed that Sunday. He was asking tough questions about religion. And there was a lot of interest. Um, ben Sharpton was kind of the originator of the Sunday school class, and he was got Mike's ear in the, the agenda or bulletin. Um, if you have questions like this, we have a Sunday school class. Um, so I was very interested in that. I questioned a lot of things, weird look, but I questioned a lot of things and still do question a lot of things about the Bible. 
Uh, and I found this Sunday school class to be place too uh, I can say kind of politically, but other Sunday school classes I felt kind of when you ask those questions from, and that's a little bit scary. So our class kind of, we haven't done a great job of marketing, but our class is for, if you have questions, that's good. That leave God one to question, to love one another, even if differ from you and say, it's okay. So again, open been living since that um, time. I don't have a lot of people willing to kind of step up for my class teach. So I've kind of been the one of the main teachers, other other people to step up, but um, I've been kind of the main teacher for once they had a green jacket for maybe 12 years to 10 years. <laughs> but but I love my class and I love the people and um, it's a good safe place of God, whether your question have to get stuff off your chest ever. And I think that's the value of our kind of regarding our structure. Um, we have used Zoom for the past year. Um, we're a little bit older now. I used to say we were the young, we were the most diverse class in the widest range of people when we started um, from 80 year olds to, I want to say 30 year olds when the class originated. Um, it was really pretty neat. Kind of the gap trimmed down a little bit. So, um, we, I would say our population is generally older inside. We do have someone who's 21 in our class, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so, um, typically we're trying, we try to, we want to meet in person. We've been on Zoom. We decided we are going to try to meet outside on the patio at the dot in June. Um, if that doesn't work, we've also met at my house and I'm kind of comfortable with that because we spread out on, on the garage or the lawn and on that. But um, we try to accommodate people because and probably people are in different stages of their comfort. Too. Um, that's okay. I'm a diabetic, so I'm kind of a high risk in myself and be darned not getting out wearing masks full time, gotten my vaccinations. But like I said, different, different people be able to choose kind of how they progress the situation. <laughs> So again, that's kind of our open. So I'm Scott Dixon. Y'all may have, uh, you were worried about Barney having the mic? That's <laughs> <laughs> why they put you last. I know, I know. Thank um, you, Scott. <laughs> so I'm in, <laughs> it doesn't work. I'm in the rejoice class. Say that we're refugees from a couple of other classes uh, in that when the church shifted around worship times and styles some years back, um, we ended based out of uh, uh, the folks who preferred the traditional service from from two other classes, but our classes roots go way back. Um, like Barney said about this class beginning as young couples, I have long thought that young couples are the thing that you have to create all the every couple of years make another one. And my parents, 58, my parents are not together. They live in different parts of the country, but they're still in contact with the young couples before. Right? None of those people live in it, but they. And for me, Sunday school is really about Karen, Karen Kinnett. Formation, certainly. Uh, accountability, certainly. When John Wesley established movement, it was based around classes, classes grouped into band. And and here's an activity the next time school. John Wesley had a set of questions in his classes that began with, how is it your soul? Do you, Jamie, have any unconfessed sins that you would like to tell us about right now? Because <laughs> we probably know about <laughs> right? And so those groups were for looking after each other. And that's a big part of what Sunday school is about. John Wesley was adamant, however, that this was never a replacement for worship. Remember that Wesley started, Wesley was a, a priest in the Church of England. This is over and above. And so, so it's easy to make, especially when we have 
high tight class, it's easy to make our classes become our conference. But that's not the intention, it's worship and a group. So, so I think that we work really hard in our sure that. And we don't succeed. We don't succeed. We have several folks in our class of Sunday school who, who are, they're not going to worship for one reason or another. Usually that they've got mad at the preacher, you know. Um, and, and I know other classes where that's the situation too, right? There's people in the class that come to school devoutly, but they're mad at the preacher, so they're not going. Um, and so I, I think that's something we have to work to avoid. One of the things that, that Bob and I both, that's kind of unique to RUMC is we have so many people who like to, that many classes rely on, and that has been a fabulous, right? Um, I got tricked teaching high school Sundays when I was 27 or that was the most miserable thing that I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> trap, absolutely trap. Trap. The pastor came to my house one night for dinner and he said, you know, I've got something that'd be a good thing for That's never a good conversation. <laughs> and so I didn't do any of that for a long, long time. But ultimately I started leading disciple and then I got connected to being able to go to lots of classes. And while that takes me away from my class, it gives me the opportunity to explore all kinds of new things, right? And to get to meet so many more. And I think that's a real blessing that we have here at our and to see how other classes focus on that character. Um, you know, I think that if you look around this room and you look around the folks on Zoom, most everybody here is is associated with school. And like Barney, when I was a kid, I was drunk. I didn't like school one bit. I didn't like Bibles. The first time I did public speaking, my mom volunteered me when I was eight years old to stand up in front of an 800 person congregation. You know, that's like selling a product that you don't want. <laughs> but I think all of that over time has that habituated me into the process, which made it so that when we came to Roswell, I looked for to get to know people and have it. And I think those are the things that we have to look at. What are the core important things? And then sort of everybody's been talking about what have we been doing this last year? How do we take the opportunity that we have had in COVID, explore new things and new ways of being? And, and look for something new. Zoom is a great thing. I worry with people who Zoom for Sunday school, that they miss on the worship. Worship online is not the same as being in a room with people. It's not as participatory. It's more spectator. But it's 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 way better than nothing, and that doesn't mean you're not worshiping. But having our classes on Zoom, we've had better attendance this last year than we have had forever. Forever, you know? We missed the first week, and that was it. Now, I, I spent my life on it. It was easy to get people up and running, and I already had all the stuff, so it was easy. We have come back to campus for the most part. We've used one of these fancy cameras, and that works great. Um, but I think, you know, so you were saying having Zoom, having class at your house. Explore, take this as opportunity to explore what other kinds of things might be called Sunday school. My brother's Sunday school class meets Saturday nights. My dad's Sunday school class meets on Sunday morning, but worship is on Saturday night. So times and places we get the opportunity. And and I think that that one of the, like I said with the, the speaker, speakers bureau approach, that works great with great with remote, that works great with coming to your house. And it not only gives classes an opportunity to hear new perspectives, it gives people in the church to try out new things. Okay. Um, well, thanks. And so, uh, and, and we could just pass the mic around uh, the rest of the room. I mean, we've got good teacher classes. Um, I, I guess a, a couple things that, that y'all touched on uh, is the community, the Zooming. I'm, I'm interested, Mark, that uh, y'all kind of, I don't know if that's just in your mind or if it's a class discussion about Zooming for the future, that that, that might be a thing that, that y'all do. Um, and so I think that ability is a little bit up. 
talk a little bit about the the the, the lessons and um, where you get. Uh, some of y'all use a teacher. Some of y'all use other kinds of resources, and some of your classes are rotation. What are some of the the resources that are available that y'all have used? That have been, um, what what seems to work? For crosstalk, we start with the name. It's crosstalk, meaning you basically enjoy discussion, exchanging ideas, challenging. Basically, all opinions are listened to. So that sets a kind of a groundwork for him. We're currently undertaking more with um, Amy Jill Levine, who is a renowned Jewish Christian scholar, which is kind of an anomaly just in saying it. But she's a delight, and she's challenging. She brings a brand new perspective to Christianity from its origin. And so there's all sorts of interesting topics that come to us through organized format, and we use a lot of video combination with discussion that then is enhanced memory. So we don't use a lot of speakers, although we intersperse just. I do want to say that that libraries and right media is full of materials. And we use Adam Hamilton and other kinds of presentations are both video, discussion, and book. And so it gives you the combination. It gives you a wide array of topics that you can explore. Some of them are just as controversial as the questions that you pose and, and the, the questions that we all have. And we talk about those and express our opinions and respect opinions with regard to them. One of the things that I overlooked when, when I did my initial mission was, was the social act of these groups. We have fun together. We party together. We cruise together. We traveled, we worked, and as a result, as a result, it brings um, a new aspect to outreach and mission and and living a life that's expected of it. So we have members who have outstanding wine, for example, meaning that we have a very strong social activity as part of our starting with the stalwart dinners for eight and we have probably half a dozen dinners for eight through a we've been devastated in covid but truthfully we've been back and like it's already been said we've been zooming for most of this year and definitely this year we've been meeting in person since march and we've been meeting without masks for the last month and a half because all of us are have our shot. So point being, we're together uh, both in lesson plans that are a, an array of discussion topics, but we have fun together both there and off topic. And so we we have the we've had the, the formal Christmas dinners and tuxes and all. We've had Halloween dress it dress up and all. We've had um, <laughs> we've had derby parties with the appropriate libation. We've had all of that and enjoyed it um, just because social is very much part of it. And, and being together, having fun is a great way to your own Christian, a good time together as well as having tre tremendous learning um, as part of program material that is readily 
Uh, yeah, pass it down, but I want to say before we get off of money. Uh, so my main job here is to, is adult discipleship Sunday school. Melissa handles small groups, so we've divided up that way. And so just getting here, wandering around to the Sunday schools, finding out where they are, where they meet, who's in them, uh, you know, kind of how they work. I walk into Crosstalk, which meets across the hall. And, and, you know, so not knowing the history of things, you just kind of take the name and then you kind of look around. And so you walk into Crosstalk, which, I mean, just the name brings to mind a number of, but then the, the, the room setup is a row of, uh, so it, it kind of runs like this. And so there's a row of chairs, uh, two rows of chairs facing this way. And then over there, two rows of chairs facing this way with a gap in the middle. And so um, when you walk into the room, you see the name Crosstalk, and then you see, okay, are you on the left side or the right side? And so then not too long after I'm here, uh, uh, some of the folks in the class started talking to me about how can we help the class grow? And I said to myself, okay, well, the struggle here is that this is intimidating uh, to some new people. I mean, if I'm visiting the crosstalk class, just the name, okay, and then you see, okay, which side do I sit on, and, uh, you know, how is my opinion going to be valued? And so they've done a good job of presenting ideas and talking about them, uh, and, and but each of our classes kind of have something, you know, along that line. Jamie uh, talked about his class being formed kind of around open views and being able to talk critically uh, and inquisitively about the Bible. And eh, I'm not so sure I like this and, and those kind of things. And so, uh, you know, all of our classes have a way of doing things. And I think that's part of the richness for me of the church because I get calls a lot from folks who say, help me find a Sunday school class. And so I said, well, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and try to match them up with, uh, you know, a group of folks that, that uh, will be fun to get to know. And so it, I think it's valuable that we have the choices that we have. Uh, and I think, Scott, you're right. It's always the challenge with a, 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 a young class of, 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 uh, of starting those fresh because, you know, any of these classes that are over 10 years old, when somebody new comes into the class, that's hard because uh, the classes stand around and talk about the trip or the uh, the derby party. And how do you how break in? Yeah. How do you yeah. break in? And, and that's difficult uh, for some people to, to do that. So um, I, uh, at coming United Methodist Church, um, there was a class called the Sort of 50. Um, when I got there, they were sort of 90s. <laughs> but it, it talks of the history of, you know, the class was formed. They were all sort of 50, and so they just kept that name. So, Mark, go ahead. Okay, so um, Barney brought this up, so blame him. <laughs> um, in Bereans, we're, we're very social as well, and we have um, this activity where four couples get together for dinner every quarter and you you rotate. Um, we call it fun food and fellowship. My 30-year-old daughter who um, has been an assistant youth pastor, she still works for a church, but and she calls me daddy. She said, daddy, you need to change the name from fun food and fellowship to cocktails in Christ. So. <laughs> 
So most Bereans still call it fun food and fellowship, but I refuse to refer to it as that anymore. It is cocktails and Christ. So, and then Jeff, your specific question: What? How do you get teachers? What do you teach? Um, we are big enough that each year we do have a program committee, and we have um, this year Cheryl Udi is head of our program committee, and and she's so committed and and so intentional about having speakers lined up, speakers, teachers, but we we will have teachers from our class, teachers from outside. Almost every year we do an Advent series. Um, when Fletch teaches it, um, he refers to the Advent series loosely at best. Right, Fletch? <laughs> Uh, I would say we have a Lenten series. I don't think we do that every year. I'd say we do that every other year. Uh, my personal favorite is when we do a Bible study as a class. And whatever whatever the book is, um, we, will, we will have teachers teach a chapter or two. And we'll have several different teachers do that. That's, that's my personal favorite. And I honestly think you can never run out of material because if I'm not mistaken, there are 66 books. So right there. And then if you happen to do Genesis and then you do the other 65, by the time you get back to Genesis, nobody's gonna remember what you did right. the first time around. So there's just a constant. It only takes two weeks now. So that's, <laughs> I was thinking it, he said it. Um, so that's, I wanted to answer your yep. question specifically about what we do for teachers. Yep. And before I pass the mic, oh, you need to leave early too, don't you? Okay, well, he and I both need to leave early. He has a very impressive reason to leave. Mine's not nearly as impressive, but is there, I'll turn the mic over to you. <laughs> so um, from a study or topic conversation, um, our open view is kind of set up on the Wesleyan quadrilateral. So we do typically a voting study, but it kind of needs to hit the points where there can be some debate and discussion. Um, I kind of laugh at the parallel line thing. We haven't, we, we always meet in a circle because <laughs> ours is a circle too. He lied. <laughs> but, but um, like I said, it, it, we, we try to figure out topics that will create conversation. We've done stuff from studying other religions because honestly, that creates a lot of conversation on why do other religions look at things differently than us. And I think there's a lot of insights to learn. There's a lot of history to learn. Um, and again, we can banter friendly and lovingly against one another on what each of those topics mean. So again, we our structure is just do typically a voting series once in a while. We'll reach out for a guest teacher or steal a pastor for a Sunday. And that's always fun to break up kind of the regular book studies. Um, and then once in a while, we'll find uh, kind of the video series um, to go along with that. So those what that's what OpenView leverages for topic. But you usually end up teaching. I end up teaching most of the time. Yeah, so kind of like what Barney was saying, we, we do a lot of video studies. Um, we started out passing the baton around more in our class. We have a bunch of people in the class who, who are, are good at it, but they're not terribly comfortable. So it's kind of fallen down to either Glenn Nunnally or I who class. Um, and it's funny because he and I have such different. 
even if it's a video study, he'll spend the entire week preparing notes and notes and notes and notes and notes. And I'm like, if I can keep a conversation going, that has accomplished what it needs to do. You know, not that it's flipping it, you know, and not paying attention, but it's just a different approach to how we engage the class. We tend to do the videos because of the time required to, to prepare them. Right. Especially when we're trying to encourage other people. If you if you hand somebody a book and say, you've got to fill the hour with explaining Romans chapter 12 and 13, which I had a couple weeks ago, you know, people are going to say, oh, not me. Um, I, if you have not done A.J. Levine, though, I will echo Barney that she's outstanding. Um, I think Marion had her as a professor. Marion or Melissa, one of the really? two said that she is a force of nature and and have you done the sermon on the mount series yet uh, yes we are we're in it that one is the hardest one yet <laughs> it, it's the most challenging we're about to start it uh and and i loved it i loved it I, I, and so this kind of makes me think of another thing the differences between small groups and sunday schools i led at last spring as kind of covid was getting going <clears throat> a small group on amy joe levine's short stories uh by Jesus, which is her study of the parables. And it really is different to kick off a group on Zoom versus in person, right? The dynamic, the dynamic around the room is so much different. Um that that I Zoom works great in our Sunday school and people talk more freely than they ever have in the room together, but they know each other already, right? <laughs> and and so that how do I get engaged is hard. Um in terms of material, we, we, I always very, very, very strongly advocate that we use Cokesbury material. Um, I mean, we're a Methodist church, and one of the fundamental <laughs> roles of Cokesbury is not a publisher, but when Francis Asbury established the book concern in 1789, and this has continued, <clears throat> the role of the book concern was to distribute material to the Methodists and to fund the pastor's pension, <laughs> right? So we don't buy our Sunday school material from Amazon or Lifeway. We buy it from Cokesbury. Now, whether or not Cokesbury has been making money is is not our problem, right? We're we're doing our part though. Um, we we do Bible studies. We'll alternate around in terms of things, but um, I don't think that we dig in quite as deeply as you guys do, Jay. We we don't get into really deep a lot of one of the things you have to take into account is how much effort your class is going to put into it my little brother's class they, they're crazy they will go to town and and just really engage but other classes it's really caring caring and and connection and and accountability and the lesson is almost secondary and that's not a bad thing i mean it, it's it's the style of the class Thanks, thanks. Uh, and I know Jamie, Mark, uh, y'all need to go whenever is fine. I, I think what I'd like to do now is kind of open it up to the group. Uh, <coughs> y'all have great stories and, and maybe some concerns about Sunday school. And um, and we can, uh, I don't know, Eric, if you want to sh do that sharing round tables or, 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 or have any questions. I, I think the last thing I would say is is just a recognition of the value of the uh, Sunday school classes and, and those of y'all who participate in Sunday school class to me as a minister and, and especially here at Roswell. Uh, most of the leaders, volunteers, 
uh, strong supporters of the church come out of Sunday school. Um, it's where leaders have grown up. It's where uh, folks have poured into not only their classes, uh, but to the church and uh, are the foundation uh, and the underpinning of everything that happens. If we didn't have our Sunday school classes, I don't know how much longer the, the church would, would go. But any, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jeff, I, I had a question. So so um, question, you shared that, that that Melissa is leading more of the small groups. So I was wondering if you could maybe share a couple of things. How many small groups actually exist? You kind of, what's the, I think you, you've already kind of shared some of the strategy, but but I'm kind of interested in like, how many Sunday schools, how many small groups is, is and maybe what resources are you investing in small groups maybe versus the classroom? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, no, great. Great question and timely question, actually. Uh, number of small groups, I have no idea because there's so many. Like uh, CUC class, um, they, have, they have a large class fill up this room, but y'all also have a number of small groups that meet out of the class. Um, and those don't, they're not, uh, they don't have to check with me or Melissa to, to do that, get started, get going. And so, uh, small groups that, that we manage uh, around the church are, are probably, um, I don't know, in the low team uh, that, that come and go, that rotate. Uh, strategy upcoming, though, uh, is one of the questions is always, uh, how do we get some of our younger families in Sunday school? How do we get them here? Uh, you and I were just talking about travel ball, and, and so uh, a, a schedule of every Sunday uh, Sunday school is a marathon event you know, every Sunday, and, and if you've got to have at least three or four or five people here, uh, or, or it doesn't work. And so, um, uh, this and so right now, uh, a couple things. Your question: A couple things we're struggling with right now is post COVID. Um, some of our classes are struggling to to get back. We've got a few classes that uh, we may combine or that still aren't back, that didn't meet at all, uh, you know, couldn't do some, uh, some of our older classes. So we're, we're struggling with that. We've got a, a couple of other classes that are trying to figure out where to go. So we're working with them. What do they need? Uh, how can we help? Uh, this fall, though, I think uh, August 15th, you can put on your calendar, is our kind of back to school, back to church. Uh, and we're trying to promote that. Um, and one of the things we're, we're going to offer is a number. Uh, we're looking at the school schedule. And we noticed that there are six weeks and then a break. And, six weeks. and so it's, it's hard uh, to start a class and then have, you know, two weeks, two weekends out of the break where they're not meeting and then use momentum. Uh, so we're going to start uh, trying. How to start two or three, maybe four or five small groups that meet for six weeks that, to just act, and, and that coincides with the beginning of confirmation. So we've got the confirmation classes, kids come in here, 100 kids or so, and uh, we want to provide a class for the parent. Uh, but also, kind of to Jamie's point, you know, some special interests. Uh, Sunday school classes meet, but when people ask what the topic is, you know, it kind of varies in, in different things. So we're going to create some very specific classes that are going to meet. I think, Scott, you've been, okay, you're nodding your head, so I'm not breaking anything to you. <laughs> Sometimes you never know if, yeah, yeah. if the person's been contacted. But we want to start a uh, kind of Methodism 101 class, six-week class 
maybe for folks that are prospective members or maybe folks that have been here for 10 years but don't know anything about Methodism. So that's going to be a short six-week class. And then we're going to follow that up in a, in a few weeks with another set of small six-week classes. And so I guess going forward, uh, we're, we're kind of looking at, you know, where church is evolving or is our goal to get all of those folks into Sunday school classes eventually or to continue to offer small groups during Sunday school um, that based on the rhythms that, that people are, are living life on. So uh, that that's kind of, in addition to that, Melissa's working with other groups to start small groups, but uh, that's kind of a strategy for, you know, Sunday morning uh, time to uh, capitalize on the fact that, you know, there are people here already. I want to remind you in the room of something that was during COVID, is definitely post -COVID. Do you realize that the work of the trustees through both the renovation of our HVAC system and the things we did very early in the COVID experience created in this, in this property some of the cleanest indoor air in Atlanta? A very positive statement. Point being, large S sanctuaries are small. Sanctuary, the level of air cleanliness in our property throughout has been basically put to COVID compliant early in that. Now, this that we're sitting in has the same filtration. What I'm saying is we have here for meeting purpose, for people coming back, we need to assure them that this is a cleaner, safer space and their home their schools or their offices. And so there is no physical for them to visit to this property, to meet, to learn, to be together, to socialize, because it is safer and cleaner, not only against COVID, but there's flu every year. There is colds every year. And this property is a safer, cleaner place, not only from a physical standpoint, then onto the religious part of that for all of those other point is no reason to hesitate to be together in these spaces. It's safer than their own home. Jeff, I would like you to come in. I know there's at least one new class that's formed, I think it was last year, of young couples probably with uh, starting their families. Can you talk a little bit about that? It might not be for anybody in this group. It might be for somebody that we know. Yeah. And I want to make certain that's covered. Yeah, um, young couples class um, uh, started, gosh, maybe in the fall uh, of 19. <laughs> so. You know, in the winter of 20, uh, everything kind of fell apart, and and they struggled. They they uh, probably eight to ten couples that were getting it started, all young kids. Uh, after the initial COVID struggle, they 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 did kind of an experiment where they got in one of the big rooms underneath the sanctuary, one of the big children's rooms and uh, just let the kids roam around while they tried to have a conversation. Uh, you can guess how that went. Uh, that was hard. And so uh, part of our struggle right now is uh, coming back. I think uh, two, maybe three Sundays ago, we, we opened up a uh, maybe a one-year-old and a two-year-old nursery, but we still haven't started back uh, children's uh, Sunday school. And so for uh, two, three of our classes, that creates a, an issue. 
because the parents can't come to adult school if we don't have. And so uh, trying to, uh, you know, that's that's a whole other discussion of uh, where we're going with that and combine that with uh, our our children's leaders, uh, two of our head folks moved on to different places. And so we're put that together. <coughs> So, why you're so they're still they're still here and still wanted them to meet and then uh, Kevin part of the target of the classes uh, in the in the fall are some of our can I jump in that makes me think of one of the things that <clears throat> that is so important with especially young couples young families classes and that is just let them toss into a room and say y'all figured out our class as young couples. But Charlotte Dodson was there to mentor the class. The other class that merged to become our class was a bunch of young couples with Gary and Georgia Witchy as mentors to help them get going. That helps in the formation of the group, of the leadership. And 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 truthfully, in in both of those cases, these were these were young parents who who could look to somebody who had been through too. And, and then ultimately, in both of those cases, the leaders were able to step out and go back to them. But that, that helping things get going is a critical thing. And that's, and that's a special role for, you know, maybe some of us. Um, the other thing is with respect to the guest talk, the guest uh, speakers that we've talked about, a lot of the small classes feel bad asking because they don't want to trouble somebody if there's only, do it. Do it. I mean, everybody that I know. I mean, you don't you don't have a minimum to show up, do you, Bob? Or two or more. Gotta... There you go. There you go. It's helpful. It's... There you go. So yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing. And and the the small groups that you were talking about, I, I think those are a great thing. I'm not sure whether those are a viable long term alternative to the care and connection. Right. I think the the social aspects and the yeah. caring of that. My hope would be, you know, if if we had four small groups that started in the fall that out of that would be, you know, a, a dozen folk that would then step forward and say, Hey, I like this, uh, you know, what, what could we do? And so, um, I think the, the challenge, uh, with maybe some directed study to yeah. get people here as a first step and then yeah. find out who is coming and have a conversation, build a relationship and, and kind of see where to go. It gets the habit. Yeah. It's the step. Right. Well, uh, I've got a little, anyway, um, I'm going to take a minute for prayer concerns and um, our next month breakfast, we're right now, we're aiming July the 1st, that's the Thursday before the holiday. Um, I'm still looking for a speaker for, for that. I'm in negotiation, but I believe it would take some time to negotiate. And then we'll, um, we will be back August the 5th. I'm hoping with a buffet, if everything works out, I mean, the, the tables were set up that way this morning and we moved them up here for the panel. So it was a real teaser with uh, what we have to look forward to. Um, but let's take a minute for prayer concerns. I want to ask the guys that are on Zoom here first, any prayer concerns from uh, the, the, the great World Wide Web out there? No. Any praises that you want to share? I have one prayer concern I'll bring up. Yesterday when I was in devotional time and the name Kyle came and I thought it was Kyle from who spoke a little bit at our last meeting. It wasn't. It turns out our sales guy who lives up in New York, son-in-law's name is Kyle. God put this name in my mind and I learned his name later that morning because he's going through a health crisis. They don't know what's wrong. It's neurologically scary. And I just couldn't believe how clearly God put the name Kyle in my mind that morning. And within an hour, I knew why he did. So I will share that as both a concern and as a praise, because when God speaks and you listen, that is often something that approaches, you know, miraculous and share that any day. Other prayer, table one, table two, table three, 
table four, our chef. He's good. Everything was good this morning. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Table five or six. Lost count. Yeah, Tim. Well, Tim, thank you for joining us again. He showed up last week, and uh, I found him in ministry platform, so his family has been connected with us before. Somebody take a minute after. If you've ever volunteered for a job now, if you've ever been a resume helper, whatever, someone connect with Tim and make certain he doesn't leave here without feeling like. Jeff, would you mind closing us out with prayer? Sure. God, we thank you for uh, today, for the chance to gather together. Uh, we thank you for our church. We thank you for our Sunday school classes. We thank you for the, gosh, the, the teachers and leaders uh, and folks who have been so formative in our uh, spiritual growth for the time they've taken to to lead, to prepare, to uh, to teach, to invest in us, to uh, uh, help guide and direct our faith. I thank you for the caring uh, and the community that takes place in our classes uh, where folks feel cared for, loved, acknowledged, encouraged, lifted up. That's, that's such a powerful experience and feeling to know that there are people that uh, are with you uh, when we go through various struggles and battles. So thank you, too, for the, the social uh, times, just fun, uh, where we can enjoy life and enjoy each other and come out of our shells a little bit. We thank you that those groups provide that. Pray your blessing over Tim, God, that you would help direct him to the right places and in front of the right people. We just thank you for, for Steve and the food. Pray your blessing on our day that we go from this place encouraged, lifted up, empowered to be your people, to do your work. In Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, guys.